0: The Gospel According to Mark. Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. On the way, they were asking each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance to the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. The women were shocked. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. The women fled from the tomb, trembling and bewildered, and they said nothing to anyone because they were too frightened. This is the good news for us. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Please be seated. In the name of our risen Lord, amen. During Lent, some of us gathered together through Zoom. Think of that. We did it to take part in a film series called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And as I thought about that in connection to today, it dawned on me that that could really be a good subtitle for Easter. Because Easter begins in the dark. It really does. Remember, Jesus died sometime in the middle part of the afternoon on Friday. And at sundown, the Sabbath begins. And so if they had not taken Jesus' body down from the cross and hastily put it into a tomb, his lifeless body would have hung on that cross all the next day. And so that's why they took it down and put it into the tomb, and then at sundown, the Sabbath began. Which means at sundown on Saturday... The Sabbath was over. And Mark tells us that the women went out and bought spices, burial spices, in the darkness of that Saturday night. And there was a lot of fear in that darkness. Fear about what had just happened. Fear about what was going to happen now that Jesus was dead. And Mark is not the only one who talks about fear and confusion in connection with the Easter story. All of the gospels talk about the bewilderment and the fear and the confusion that took place all throughout the story in different ways. Now, Mark begins his gospel. The first words of his gospel are, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And if you begin to tell a story that way, talking about good news, wouldn't you think that you would end it differently? That you would not end it with fear and confusion? But he did. And I think we know what Mark was talking about it's part of living it's that feeling that we get for just a moment when the phone rings in the middle of the night and our first thought is uh oh this can't be good or it's that churning in our stomach when we get a call from a loved one and their first words are are you sitting down It's the kind of fear we get as we grapple with the reality that our resources may not get us through and that we cannot go on with business as usual. It's what we have been wrestling with all year long. Wondering what it's going to look like. When we get on the other side of this pandemic or when that's even going to be we have this nagging feeling this longing inside for something that we can call normal but deep down i think a lot of us are afraid that it's not going to really be normal and we may not know how to cope with that new reality. Early in the morning, just as the darkness was lifting, those women made their way to the tomb carrying those precious herbs and oils. They had come to comb out Jesus' hair to get rid of the dried blood Dr. Mary Hinkle Shore of Southern Seminary says that in her first parish, after the funeral and after the the committal service was finished in the cemetery, the local funeral director would come up to the family and say something like, that's all we can do for George. Or that's all we can do for Grandma. And he's right. Because this side of the grave, there's a point at which we've done all we can do for our loved one. And so these women were coming to the tomb to do all they can do for Jesus. Before they place him in the tomb forever. But there's a problem. How? How? There's that great big rock to deal with. Who's going to roll that stone away for us? They asked. Now, I'd like to just take a little bit and, and make a side point here. Those are the last human words spoken in Mark's gospel. The last thing any human being says in Mark's. Telling of the story is a pondering about how to deal with a massive problem. Hold on to that thought for just a bit. But when they got to the tomb, problem solved. The stone had already been rolled away. And it's interesting that they were not afraid of to go into that cold, dark tomb. That's what they had come to do. But they were afraid. They were shocked at what they found there, or rather, what they didn't find. Instead of a dead Jesus, they discovered a young man who was definitely not Jesus, and that alarmed them and maybe before he spoke to them just in that instant maybe they were afraid that they had missed their last opportunity to pour a little compassion on jesus broken body afraid that they were witnessing the last and final insult of this whole horrible affair first jesus body was jesus life was stolen And now his body is gone. And surely they must have been afraid that death had won. Death, that ever ravenous monster, had finally and utterly swallowed up their beloved Lord. But the young man spoke into their fear. Don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Jesus has been raised. He's not here. Look, there's where they laid him. But go and tell Peter and the others that you will see him out in Galilee just like he told you. And of course, this is the Easter proclamation. As Paul said, it is the thing that is the, the crux of our Christian faith. This is the news that makes all of the difference because if without this news, Jesus really wouldn't have mattered all that much. And truly, these women would have never been heard from. But this is the pivotal event of history. It's earth-shattering. It's world-changing. It's life-giving. He's been raised. There are some things that the awesome power of death just cannot digest. So why are the women still afraid? They've just heard this great news. But Mark says the women fled from the tomb for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And here we are for this year's Easter celebration. But we all know that there's a a lot of fear and confusion that kind of hangs like a pall over so much of our living. There's a, a lot of that in our own personal emotional climate these days. So Mark's account is accurate. Fear and pain and confusion don't just go away when we hear that Easter news. And sometimes I wonder if that might be one of our greatest fears. That like those who came to the tomb on that first Easter morning and found it empty, that emptiness is all we get out of Easter. How many Easter's Have you heard the good news? How many times have you heard the Easter proclamation and celebrated with all the splendor and all the wonderful music and pageantry only to return home and realize that you were pretty much unchanged and untouched. That after all has been said and done, the tomb is empty and that's all there is. We find it hard to hope. Because things don't really change all that much in this old world. Not really. Life keeps going on pretty much the way it always has for us. Until someone says about us, that's all we can do. Now that's pretty scary stuff. Boy, I wished I could take all of those fears away from you today. But it's not really up to me, is it? All I know is that Mark said his story was just the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ. And I know that that story continued in spite of the fear and the confusion of that first Easter morning. I don't know how long it took. I don't know how long fear grip those women to the point that they couldn't say anything to anyone. But at some point, the good news must have burst out of them. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Maybe they just needed some time. Time to let the truth sink in. Time to recall that Jesus had told them this is the way things had to be. Time to let the good news of new life take root and begin to grow in them. And maybe with, with everything that's been going on in our lives and in our world, maybe we need some time too. Time to admit that we don't have all the answers to our fears. Time to realize that we can't explain this mysterious wonder of life springing forth out of death. Maybe this year, especially this year, we need to take some time to live with the tension And the irony that in Mark's story, Jesus isn't out among the beautiful lilies. But rather the risen Christ is in the midst of frightening things and frightened people. And it's okay to take our time. Because, as Debbie Thomas said, it doesn't matter one bit if we believe on the spot or not. The tomb is empty, death has been vanquished. Jesus lives, period. We are not in charge of Easter, God is. And Mark tells us that God raised Jesus not to hang around a cold and dark tomb, but to go out in and live in the Galilee's where scary things can happen. And if that's true, then we can begin to ask, well, if God can do that, What else is God up to? And if you'll permit me, I'd like to tell you. During a memorial service for a high school friend, there were lots of stories that were told about our life with him, and some of them were really funny. He was a funny guy, and we laughed a lot. Some may say that That's being disrespectful, that it's inappropriate. But I don't. I don't. Because we were laughing at death. Of course, we should always be sensitive to a family and their grief. But we also need to remember... That the power of Easter is the power to laugh in the face of what scares us the most. Because an Easter laugh answers those words spoken by those women who will roll away the stone for us. God will. God is pushing against all of those stones and all of those problems and all of those obstacles that keep us from living a new life, rolling away the stones of our fear every day. God is finishing the story that seems to end so suddenly so that we can begin to see the living Christ alive and well in the Galilee's in which we live. That's what God is up to. So yes, it might feel pretty dark. But don't be afraid. Just receive the Easter news and hold it and savor it. And if you need to take some time with it, that's okay. It will wait for you. It will be patient with you. It will whisper to you, remember, we are Easter people by God. By God, the stone has been rolled back. The tomb is empty. Death has been defeated. So rejoice. Wipe away your tears and laugh. And run as fast as you can out to the Galilee where Jesus awaits us all. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia.